1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision.
0: The recent backflip from the WA McGowan government has been a timely reminder just how fragile and unprotected Freedom of religion is, in Australia, you'll recall that Christian gatherings arranged by the Australian Christian Lobby in taxpayer-funded buildings were initially banned because the views expressed were contrary to those held by the Western Australian government. But the heavy-handed decision has its basis in laws passed immediately after winning power in both houses back in March Let's get some insights. Damien Wilde leads the Australian Family Coalition, reviving now what is called the Freedom Declaration, a petition you can sign demanding some action around religious freedom. Damien Wilde, a special welcome back to 2020. Good to be on the show, Neil. Damien, were you surprised that an Australian government would want to ban and silence all opposition to its own ideological stance?
1: Well, there aren't many things that shock me anymore, Neil, but I truly was shocked by this because it takes the idea of cancel culture to a whole new level. We, I, I don't think, you know, are surprised to see this sort of peer pressure, this woke virtue signaling among people online and those sorts of places. But to actually have a government uh, seek to cancel those who might disagree with its views is just a shocking new uh, level Um uh, this has been exacerbated too. So look, it's certainly been welcome to see them back down um, over their, their decision. What that ultimately looks like, we'll, we'll wait to see. But it's also fair to say that this back down would not have come without significant community pressure. So perhaps they know they've overstepped the mark. But the fact they ever felt they could do this was quite alarming. Well, there
0: is an upper and a lower house in Western Australia, and I imagine that control of both houses often leads to overreach of power. Do you think this might be an example of that?
1: Oh, absolutely. As, as Lord Acton famously said, power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. I don't think it's a healthy thing for any democracy that uh, a government of any political persuasion goes without checks and balances. And I think we've seen here you know, a, a real overreach of power.
0: Now, it's alternative thoughts to what one party holds, uh, but there is this issue, and given that it was the Australian Christian Lobby at the centre of controversy here, it highlights this idea of freedom of religion and belief, and just how unprotected those virtues are in Australia.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm personally, as I'm sure many of your listeners are as well, a big believer in freedom of Association. So, if people want to host or not to host a particular body or group or organisation, fine. But this is not, you know, a, a private um, uh, facility. This is a taxpayer-funded facility. And when a government can just lock out people it disagrees with, it lays bare the fact that our freedoms are just um, basically non-issues to most levels of government at the moment it points to the the clear growing need to finally act on the promises that were given to the Australian public in 2017 and do something about legislatively protecting our freedoms.
0: It's almost as though if the Chinese Communist Party were to book the venue for a major uh, opportunity for one of their speakers to come, they'd be welcomed with open arms. But if you come with Christian foundations, uh, you're going to be blocked. Uh, That's concerning, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely, and it's quite ironic that you mentioned the uh, the Chinese Communist government because the same directive that saw uh, ACL locked out of their booking also um, would prevent anyone who's, and I, I forget the exact terminology in the WA directive, but it's um, basically political entities uh, whose uh, their national status is unsure. So that seems, again, designed to shore up the Chinese Communist Party by locking out Uh, any sort of dissenting voices from among the Taiwanese, Hong Kong, uh, Uyghur, or or similar communities. So what we really see here is a bizarre situation where, you know, they're upholding uh, the wishes of the communists in China, but uh, Christians and other groups are not welcome. We'll
0: often pride ourselves on the idea that we live in a democracy, that you've got houses of parliament and there's two sides and there can be opposing opinions. But when you need that two sides of an argument, that's why you have democracy. The end of freedom of political communication comes when one side tries to shut down and silence and do away with the other.
1: Absolutely. And the the directive went one step further and said not only are groups banned whose views do not align Uh, with those of the Western Australian government, but also those whose views disagree with the majority of the Western Australian people. How does one even measure that? How does a government purport to be the sole voice of the people and to uh, dictate what acceptable opinion is? This is the sort of message we hear from countries like Cuba, North Korea, China. To hear that uh, stated in an Australian Um, Jurisdiction is quite a a horrible uh, downward slide for our freedoms.
0: You mentioned this takes cancel culture to a whole new level when it's happening at government level. Is there a a warning light uh, that ought to be flashing right now for all levels of government, whether it be local government, state or federal government, uh, that cancel culture is one of those things that we can't
1: afford to let happen? Certainly. Um, You know, because. I'd like to think that even those with a more authoritarian streak in them would realise that the wheel turns. You know, these parties need to realise they won't always be in power, and to to trash the system just for uh, their own purposes at the moment is a very short-sighted prospect mm-hmm. indeed. We need policymakers at all levels to craft good laws that will, um, you know, promote promote a healthy democracy and and put the best possible shape to our freedoms and that's why we particularly need the federal government to do what it promised and um, put a proper freedom bill to our parliament because we, we do have another federal election approaching and the clock is ticking
0: Speaking of a ticking clock and the action that people can take, because I mentioned in our introduction to this conversation, you're looking to revive what is called the Freedom Declaration. Uh, it's something that has been an effective way of people signing up and saying, hey, this is important, but you're, you're bringing that back out of perhaps mothballs now looking to extend the size of it. What are you going to do with that, Damien?
1: You're quite right, Neil, to say we we did put it on mothballs. I think the events of last year with, with COVID-19 and whatnot, which still hasn't quite left us behind, um, for various reasons, including the fact that the government drafts of freedom legislation today has been substandard and, and very ordinary, to say the least, we felt that it was high time to resurrect this document, which was already at about 20,000 signatures. Since launching it in the last week, we've had another 3,000 more, so we're at 23,000 we would love to see as many people as possible put their names to this because we are in discussions with our federal parliamentary friends about uh, presenting this document in the near future. We hope, uh, as with earlier efforts on this front, that it really puts front and centre before our federal parliamentarians' eyes the fact that there's a sizeable body of the Australian community that really cares about this. And, look, while, while the economy and our borders and health is all incredibly important... We also need this matter to be dealt with. You know, we are the sort of people who have been called quiet Australians. Perhaps it's time that we were quiet no longer. I wonder, Damien,
0: if you've got an insight here, because some might be thinking this is an initiative that comes from Christians to say, how about strengthening the religious freedom provisions? But... Uh, This is really a promise that the government has made, isn't it? And uh, there's a long wait for the government to fulfil its promise and causing many to be rather uh, frustrated because there's all sorts of things that are being trampled over right
1: now. Absolutely. Uh, I think, as people would know, this promise was made uh, against the backdrop of the marriage debate of 2017. We've since then had the Ruddock Review into Religious Freedom and I appeared before that body in 2018 we're now talking three or four years ago for some of these promises and still nothing has been done. And in the intervening period, we've had any number of you know, quite prominent cases where freedom of religion and belief has been you know, infringed in this country. So the fact that our leaders have still not acted on this, I think people have a, a right to be frustrated and even, even annoyed. And frankly, they deserve better. But if we want to see something happen, we need to speak up now. Well, you've
0: got something like 50,000 members of the Australian Family Coalition. Uh, you had 20,000 signatures on that original petition, the Freedom Declaration. What are you hoping that can happen today? For listeners who are hearing our conversation today saying, you know, I can put my name to that new Freedom Declaration, what do you want them to do?
1: Oh, visit our website at ostfamily.com.au that's A-U-S-T family com dot A-U and it's fairly prominent Uh, there's a campaign banner on the top of the page or you can simply click campaigns and look for the freedom declaration and we'd love to have you uh, affix your name to that document. And is there going to be some sort of
0: time limit on where you want that to be in the near future?
1: We haven't set a closing date as yet uh, but we will be communicating with all of our supporters in one of our regular emails Uh, so if people do put their name to it uh, we'll keep them certainly posted and up to date on what's happening as well as uh, when it is finally presented.
0: So listeners can keep informed and have their signature on that freedom declaration and uh, simply go to the website of the Australian Family Coalition, austfamily.com.au. That's A-U-S-T family.com.au. Damien Wild leads the Australian Family Coalition. Damien, thanks so much for your insights today on 2020.
1: Always a pleasure, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.